Chapter Seventeen of Tom Ossington's Ghost by Richard Marsh. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seventeen, The Key to the Puzzle. She stood for a second with the handle of the open door in her grasp, as if she was glad of its support to aid her stand. Then, with a quick glance backwards, as if pleading to the one who exercised over her so strange a spell, she tottered from the room. She continued speaking as she went, as if deprecating the other's wrath. "'I shall be all right in a moment. If you don't hurry me at first. I'm only slow because I'm a little tired. It'll soon go, this tired feeling, Tom, and I'll be sure to be quicker when it's gone.' Ballingall hung back as she passed from the room seeming from his attitude to be in two minds whether to follow her at all. The others, as if taking their cue from him, seemed hesitating too, until Madge, with head thrown back and fists hanging clenched at her sides, went after her through the door. Then they moved close on Madge's heels, Bruce Graham in front, Ballingall bringing up the rear. The woman was staggering up the stairs with obvious unwillingness, and also with more than sufficient feebleness. It was with difficulty she could lift her feet from step to step. Each time she raised her foot she gave a backward lurch, which threatened to precipitate her down the whole of the distance she had gained. Madge's impulse was to dash forward, put her arms about the unfortunate creature's wrist, and, if she needs must go forward, bear her bodily to the top of the stairs. But although, at the pitiful sight which the woman presented, her fingers tingled and her pulses throbbed, she was stayed from advancing to proffer her assistance which she longed to render, by the consciousness against which she strove in vain, that between the woman and herself there was a something which not only did she dare not pass, but which she dare not even closely approach. Over and over again she told herself that it was nonsense but a delusion born of the woman's diseased and conscience-haunted brain. There was absolutely nothing to be seen, and why should she, a healthy-minded young woman, suffer herself to be frightened by the vacant air? But in spite of all her efforts at self-persuasion, she allowed a considerable space to continue to exist between herself and the trembling wretch upon the stairs. Slowly the queer procession advanced, the woman punctuating, as it were, with her plaintive wailings, every step she took. Tom! 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 She continually repeated the name, with all the intonations of endearment, supplication, reproach, and even terror. To hear her was a liberal education in the different effects which may be produced by varieties of emphasis. Don't hurry me! I'm going as quickly as I can. I shall soon be at the top. It's so, so steep a staircase, Tom. At last the top was reached. She stood upon the landing, clinging to the banisters as she gasped for breath. Her figure swayed backward and forward in so ominous a fashion that, halfway up the staircase, almost involuntarily Madge stretched out her arms to catch her if she fell. But she did not fall, nor was she allowed much time to recover from her exertions. "'I'm going, if 
you'll let me rest for just one moment tom where do you wish me to go it seemed as if her question was answered for she gave a shuddering movement towards the wall and burst into a passion of cries no tom not there not there not there don't make me go into our bedroom not into our bedroom the command which had been given her was apparently repeated for drawing herself away from the wall she went with new and shuddering haste along the passage i'm i'm going only have mercy have mercy on me tom i don't wish to anger you only have mercy tom the bedroom in front of the house was the one which was occupied by ella it was towards this room that the woman was moving with hurried tremulous steps her unwillingness to advance was more marked than before and yet she seemed urged by something which was both in front and behind her which she was powerless to resist they could see she shuddered as she went and she uttered cries half of terror half of pain and yet she advanced with a decision and a firmness and also a rapidity which was unlike anything she hitherto had shown on the threshold of the room she stopped starting back and throwing out her arms in front of her it's our bedroom tom it's full of ghosts 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 don't make me go into the bedroom tom but the propelling force whatever it might have been was beyond her power to withstand she gave a sudden exceeding bitter cry turning the handle she flung the door right back upon its hinges with a peal of laughter which grated on the ears of those who heard almost more than anything which had gone before she staggered into the room as she disappeared they stopped listening with faces which had suddenly grown whiter to her strange merriment this is our bedroom <laughs> where you brought me when we were first married why tom how many years is it since i was here <laughs> i never thought i should come back to our bedroom tom never <laughs> all at once there was a change in her tone a note of terror the laughter fled with the dreadful suddenness with which it had come don't tom don't have mercy mercy i'll do as you wish me you know i will i'll get your money only i didn't know you kept it in our bedroom tom you didn't used to so soon as the laughter fading was exchanged for that panic cry madge hurried after her into the room the others as ever hard upon her heels the woman stood in the centre of the floor looking about her with glances of evident bewilderment as if seeking for something she had been told to look for she searched in vain her eagerness was pitiful she looked hither and thither in every direction as if urged to search she feared in speechless agony the penalties of disobedience all the while she kept giving short sharp cries of strained and frenzied fear i'm looking i'm looking tom as hard as i can but i see nothing nothing tom i'm doing as you tell me i am i am i am oh tom i am 
but i don't see your money i don't i don't if you'll show me where it is i'll get it but i see nothing of your money tom where is it here she moved towards the washstand which was at the side of the room behind the washstand she lifted the piece of furniture on one side with a degree of strength which light though it was one would not have thought that she was capable getting behind it she placed against the wall her eager trembling hand but your money isn't here there's nothing but the wall take the paper off the wall but how am i to do it with my fingers i can't tear off with my fingers tom oh tom i'll try don't speak to me like that i'll try with feverish haste she dragged the apologies for gloves off her quivering hands where shall i tear it off here yes tom i'll try to tear it off just here dropping on her knees she attacked with her nails the wall where while she remained in that posture was about the height of her head endeavoring to drive the edges through the paper and to pick it off as children do but her attempts were less successful than are the efforts of the average ingenious child i can't tom i can't my fingers are not strong enough and my nails are broken don't be angry with me tom she made frantic little dabs at the wall but her endeavors to make an impression on the paper were without result it was plain that with her unassisted nails she might continue to peck at it in vain forever madge turned to mr graham have you a pocket-knife without a word he took one from his waistcoat pocket not waiting for him to open it she took it from him with an action which almost amounted to a snatch with her own fingers she opened the largest blade making a large and under the circumstances curious circuit in order to reach her leaning over the washstand touching the woman on the shoulder she held out to her the knife shrinking under madge's finger with an exclamation she looked round to see who touched her take this said madge it's a knife with its help you'll be better able to tear the paper off the wall she took it without a word of thanks and with it in her grasp returned to the attack with energies renewed i've got a knife tom i've got a knife now i'll get the paper off quicker much quicker i'll soon get to your money tom but she did not get to it on the contrary the process of stripping off the paper did not proceed much more rapidly than before even with the help of mr graham's knife it was with the greatest difficulty that she was able to get off two or three square inches the disappearance however of even this small portion revealed the fact that the paper hanger who had been responsible for putting it into place instead of stripping off the previous wall covering as paper hangers are supposed to do had been content to save himself what he had perhaps deemed unnecessary trouble to paste this latest covering on the previous one the former paper appeared to have been of that old-fashioned kind which was used to be popular in the parlors of country inns and such-like places and which was wont to be embellished with pictorial illustrations the scraping off by the woman of the small fragments of paper which she had succeeded in removing 
showed that the one beneath it seemed to have been ornamented with more or less striking representations of various four-footed animals. On the space laid bare were figures of what might have been meant for anything, and for which, in the light of the last line on Mr. Ballingall's manuscript, were probably intended for cats and dogs. With these the woman was fumbling with hesitating awkward fingers. Cat? Dog? I don't... I don't understand, Tom. I see, Tom. These are the pictures of cats and dogs. I'm blind and stupid and slow. I ought to have seen at once what they were. I know I ought. But be patient with me, Tom. Which one? This one? Yes, I see. This one. It's... it's... yes, Tom. It's a dog's head. I see it is. What am I to do with it? Press? Yes, Tom, I am pressing. Press harder? Yes, I'll... I'll try. But I'm... I'm not very strong, and I can't press much harder. Have mercy. Have mercy, Tom. Say... say you forgive me. Forgive me. But I... I can't press harder, Tom. I can't. She could not. So much was plain. Even as the words were passing from her lips, she relinquished pressing altogether. Uttering a little throbbing cry, she turned away from the wall, throwing up her arms with a gesture of entreaty, and sinking on the floor, she lay there still. As she dropped, that gentle mocking laugh rang through the startled room. End of chapter 17